This morning we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. It's kind of a launch point for our time of fasting and prayer. Matthew chapter 6. The title of the message this morning is Seek the Kingdom. Seek the Kingdom. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start in verse 28. I understand that there's a longer passage here, but I kind of want to get the gist of the passage, and then the main point is going to be uh, verses 32 and 33 this morning, but Matthew chapter 6, verse 28. If we could stand to our feet for the reading of God's word. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 6. Starting in verse 28, the word of the Lord says this. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, thank you that you are so good to us. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you would just be speaking to our hearts, Lord, that you'd be speaking through me. Father, let those who have an ear, let them hear the declaration of your word today, that it would not be my words spoken, but yours spoken through me. Father, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So now that the holidays are over, all right, we've had our, our fill. We're, we're now starting to eat healthy, right? That's, that's kind of the way it works, right? We, for about two months, we're eating all these different just sweets and food and just gorging ourselves at some point. It's unfortunate, right? We shouldn't necessarily do that, but that's what happens. And, and how many of you are like, you, the one thing you look forward to during the holidays is pie. Like anybody like pie, you're like, I'm a pie lover, whether it's pumpkin, apple, strawberry, rhubarb, banana cream, whatever it is, I'm a pie lover. Anybody pie, just like pie? Anybody just like pie in here? All right. Maybe not the thing that you're looking forward to the most. Everybody hates pie in here. Great. Uh, but <laughs> there's this thing that when, when you make a pie, specifically like a, a hot pie, like an apple pie or something, you, you put it in the oven, and then once the oven's done and it's done baking, you, you take it out, and, and it's, it smells so wonderful and so delicious, but you can't touch it. Right, you'll, if, you, if you dig in right then and there and you eat it, like, you'll have blisters in your mouth. I remember one time that, that I, went, uh, I, I went out to this Mexican restaurant when I was, in, uh, when I was back in Springfield, and, and I was a younger guy. I didn't really understand the difference between patience and anything else, and so, uh, so I didn't have patience. Right? I had no patience at all, and I remember I ordered dessert, and it was this like fried apple like empanada thing with ice cream on it, and it came out in one of these, like the, the super hot cast iron skin. 
And I remember, I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. It'll be fine because the ice cream's on there. It smells really good. I'm, I'm just going to go right in. And so I went right in and I'm pretty sure I still have blisters in my mouth from that. And that was like 10 years ago. Like that, it, it was so hot. I had to, to kind of stop and wait. It was, it was ready, but it wasn't ready yet. It was, it was there. It was, it was already there, but it wasn't ready yet completely. And in scripture, we, we see that Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven and, and the theology of the kingdom of heaven is that it's here, but it's not here yet. That we, we can see it, we can smell it, we can feel it, but we can't necessarily completely eat it. And that's the way that the kingdom of heaven is right now. Jesus in this passage, he's delivering one of the most famous sermons called the Sermon on the Mount or the Olivet Discourse. If those of you who are theology nerds, yeah, or or Bible nerds, uh, the Olivet Discourse is another word for the Sermon on the Mount. And this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is talking and he's, he's really going through the Ten Commandments and he's giving almost a new Ten Commandments to the people of God. And he's giving them, and, and he's kind of, he's taking another kind of dive into this. He talks about, he talks about murder. You've heard it said, don't murder. He's like, but if you look upon somebody and you have hate with them in your heart, you've already committed murder, right? You, the, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, then you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. You've already sinned. And so Jesus is making this, this grand kind of sermon, and, and within this sermon, he begins to talk about worry. This is one of the kind of the first things he talks about. He talks about worry, and not just worry, but he, he talks about what we should be doing if we're worried. When we're worried, we should be seeking the kingdom of God. If, if, if we're worried about something, instead of, instead of worrying about that thing, we should turn our eyes to the kingdom of God. That's why he says in in verse 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So he's saying if you seek the kingdom of righteousness, you seek the kingdom of God, then all the things that you're worried about, those will end up being provided to you. You're worried about your clothes, seek first the kingdom of God. You're worried about where you're going to live, seek first the kingdom of God. You're worried about what you're going to eat, seek first the kingdom of God. That's what he's saying. And so in order for us to truly understand this, I think we have to understand what the kingdom of God is, right? Kingdom of God, or the the term kingdom of God, is is used 160 times within the New Testament. Uh, 126 of those times are within the Gospels. Jesus is is very, very, uh, he, he rests a lot and he talks a lot about the kingdom of God. Like two of the the most important things to Jesus that he talks about is the kingdom of God and money. And the kingdom of God is really, really important to him. And it's not just of these 126 times in the Gospels, but he also is specifically in the book of Matthew. He mentions the kingdom of God and talks about the kingdom of God 55 times in the book of Matthew alone. It's very, very important. One, Matthew is written mainly to a Jewish audience. So the Jewish audience would understand the kingdom of God a lot more than a, a Gentile audience or a pagan audience. And so he mentions the kingdom of God. Why? Because it, it gets the attention of the audience that's listening. And Jesus is on the mount. And as he's giving the servant on the mount, he's speaking to mainly Jews. 
And so he mentions, it's mentioned 55 times in the kingdom of God. It's, it's very, very important to Jesus. Jesus calls us to repent, right? And, and even John the Baptist says, repent and be baptized for the kingdom of God is at hand, right? The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is very important to Jesus. So if it's super important, what is it? What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is, is not necessarily a realm as much as it is a reign, R-E-I-G-N. So it's not necessarily a physical realm. The kingdom of God isn't necessarily a physical realm that Jesus is talking about here. Instead, what he's talking about is the reign of God. He, he's talking, again, it's not just a place. It's not like, okay, seek first the kingdom of God. All right, like, grab your backpacks. We're going on an adventure. Like, no, that's, that's not what, what Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is, is saying here is we seek the reign of God. The kingdom of God is the reign of God. When we speak of the kingdom, we're speaking of the reign of God. Whenever we say this in, 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 uh, in, in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, we're, we're talking about God, you reign. I think, I think an argument could be that after the cross, when, when Jesus' uh, coronation was his crucifixion on the cross as the king of kings. And when, when Jesus was, was crucified, after that when we pray, your kingdom come, what we're saying is Jesus, your Lord, Jesus, your king, God, you reign. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking again about the reign of God. You with me? Yeah. And so we may sit there and we may say, okay, well, Pastor Galen, like, I walk out in the street and, uh, and you're saying that the kingdom of God is here. And Jesus says that the kingdom of God is here. Like, even in Luke chapter 17, verse 21, he says, the kingdom of God is in your midst. It's here. It's with you. And so if the kingdom of God is here, then why do I see all this wickedness? When I walk into the grocery store, how come I see people that are broken? If the kingdom of God is here, why is my family broken? If the kingdom of God is here, why am I still struggling with addiction? Why? I don't see it. So is God really reigning? The answer to that question is yes. Again, this is that theology of already here, but not yet here. It's the understanding that the presence of the kingdom is here. However, it isn't the ultimate consummation of the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is here. God is reigning, but he, he, he's kind of holding back a little bit the completeness of his reign until Jesus comes back and the millennial reign of Christ and the new heavens and new earth are established. All of those things will be the consummation of the kingdom. But right now... God still reigns. The kingdom is already here, but it isn't really fully here. The kingdom of God is a place, really, if we just kind of want to perfect it, and, and the consummated full kingdom of God is a place where there is no pain, there is no suffering, there is no sorrow, there is no death. You know, like tears cried would be tears of joy, never tears of sorrow. 
We would have no pain. We would have, there would be no reason for us to, to call upon the elders and to pray over us because we wouldn't be sick anymore. That's the kingdom of God. And so, again, some of us, and, and some of you, you came forward to be prayed for for a sickness or an ailment or a pain. And man, if you, if you were healed today, we would love to hear about it. We, we want to know those testimonies because that builds our faith. But some of you, man, you weren't healed. And my challenge and my encouragement is keep praying and we'll keep praying with you. The kingdom of God is here. And you can be healed. He wants to heal you. We have all of these things now, but, but why am I still in pain? We have all these things now, but why am I still broken? We have all these things now, but why do I see a world that seems like it's going to hell over going to heaven? We have all those things, but, but Jesus has overcome all of those. That our perspective when we're in the kingdom of God here on earth, our perspective is that you can be broken, but there's healing. Perspective of, of individuals that aren't within the kingdom of God is you're broken and you'll probably stay broken. The perspective of people who are within the kingdom of God, believers who, who, who understand the reign of God, understand that there may be sorrow here, but joy is our, the joy of the Lord is our strength. There may be heartache and brokenness. There may be some individuals within our family that leave the Lord and walk away from the Lord, but there will be a prodigal son and a prodigal daughter moment for those people to come back. That is the hope that we get to have. See, the rest of the world, especially when we see this, verse 32, for the pagans run after all these things. The rest of the world would see these things and be broken by them and be cast out by them and, and, and beat down by them, but we as the body of Christ have overcome them through Jesus. That's what it means to be in the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom of God is. That even though right now we may have sorrow and pain and brokenness and heartache, the power of Christ, the one who's on the throne, helps us to overcome all of that. And so Jesus, with this idea established as the kingdom of God being the reign of God, Jesus then gives this charge to seek the kingdom of God. Seek the joy of the Lord. Seek the healing that comes from the Lord. Seek the power of the Holy Spirit. Seek the kingdom. He's saying that if you seek the kingdom, everything you need will be provided to you. And it's understanding here, and I want us to get this because sometimes we can sit there and be like, okay, seek the kingdom. I don't have to do anything except for pray. Well, that's actually not necessarily the kingdom. Prayer is good, okay? Having 21 days of prayer and fasting for a reason. It's good. It's powerful. It's incredible what happens in prayer. However, 
Seeking first the kingdom of God, that, that word, that phrase, seek first, in, in the original uh, language, is, is, actually, is actually that understanding of this is the priority of what we should be doing. Remember last week we talked about sitting at the feet of Jesus and the priority at the top of our list of everything should be just sitting at the feet of Jesus. The priority on our list at the very top of every single thing. Yes, all these things need to get done, but at the very top, seek first the kingdom of God. That's our priority. Everything else is secondary comparatively to seeking the kingdom of God. And he says, don't be like the pagans. Because the pagans make everything else a priority. Make the, the pagans make food a priority. Well, where are we going to eat? What's going to happen? You know, even, even maybe some of us in here have some pagan mindset to sit there and be like, man, I really hope we, we make it to Texas Roadhouse today. To, and I hope the, the wait's not very long. Like, I really, okay, pastor, come on. It's, it's, it's time for us to eat. Like, like we need to do this. And, and so we're more worried about the food that we're going to eat for lunch over the food that's being provided to us now for our spirits. We put a priority on our reputation. Well, people got to think that, that I'm a really good fill-in-the-blank manager. I'm a really good, you know, for me, maybe it's, man, people got to think that I'm a really good pastor, that I really, you know, I love people. I want the best for people. Like all those things. Yes, that's important. Th those things are good. I should be doing those things. But if my priority is I want to be called a good pastor instead of seeking the kingdom to be a good pastor, there's a difference there. Some of us, it could be money or possessions or clothes. You know, we have, you can go out to the store and you could just drop fat stacks on some clothes. There's no point. Yeah, look nice. Absolutely, you can look nice, but you can look nice on a budget. You don't have to be constantly be worrying about, okay, how are people going to view me if I'm not wearing Gucci or Armani? Like, who cares? So don't be like the pagans. And make all these things a priority. Instead, make, make the priority the kingdom of God. And again, this doesn't mean that we're supposed to be lazy and passive. Doesn't mean that we live our lives where we're completely passive to the world. It means that as we seek the kingdom of God, you know, when we seek first the kingdom of God, when we make the kingdom of God our priority, did you know that we become a better worker? That in our jobs, we become better workers. You don't know why? Because the, the word of God, when we're seeking the reign of God, when we're in the word of God, when we're, when we're letting the word of God transform us, we understand that every single thing we put our hands to should be done for the glory of God. And so we work harder. We work, we work better. We're better husbands and wives. Why? Because if we're seeking first the kingdom of God, we'll understand Ephesians chapter 5. And men, we're supposed to be like Jesus, sacrificing ourselves daily for our wives. And wives are to be like the church.
When we seek first the kingdom of God, we're joyful. Why? Because we know that in the very end, we have the victory and not all this other junk. We can turn on the news and watch the news and be heartbroken and hurt over all this stuff that's going on and not really understanding what's a lie and what's the truth and all of these different things and just juggling all those things. But in the end, if we're seeking first the kingdom of God, none of that really matters because we know who has the victory. Seek first the kingdom of God. We're more blessed. Why? Because we seek the kingdom of God. Because, you know, in our economy, it's, it's different. When you give up something, you give up something. But in the kingdom of God, when you give up something for the Lord, you get such incredible blessing poured out. When we seek first the kingdom of God, things happen. Things change. We talk about tithing. You know, when, when you tithe, you give 10% of your increase. What, what, that ha- what happens is, is because you are seeking first the kingdom of God, you're, you're giving the first fruits, that 10%, back to the Lord, in, bringing it into the storehouse of God. What God does is he blesses that 90%, and that 90% will go so much further with the blessing of the Lord than an unblessed 100% ever would. When you seek first the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry about anything else. Why? Because you'll be made into a righteous man. You'll be made into a righteous woman. You'll you'll continue by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will walk in power every single place you go. When you seek first the kingdom of God, when you seek first the righteousness of God, when your priority is Jesus, everything else falls into place. And so the question that I have for us this morning is, what kingdom are you seeking? What kingdom are you seeking? See, some of us, were seeking a kingdom of family. And hear me, you've heard me say this before, family's wonderful. And, you know, my family listens to these, and so... They're listening to this just as much as you are. Family's wonderful and it's great, but if it's the priority and God's not the priority, then your family will fall apart. If you're too worried about whether or not your kids are following the Lord, that it distracts you from you yourself following the Lord, your kids won't. Maybe it's the kingdom of possession again. Maybe you're, you're trying to, to accumulate all of these things and this nice stuff. You know, you're, maybe your, your mindset is feast or famine. You know, that, that whole understanding of, you know, when you're living, you're living it up. And you constantly chase those things. And Scripture is pretty clear that all those things will end up, you can't take them with you. It's better to store up treasure in heaven. It's better to store up things in heaven because those have lasting value, because those have eternal value and eternal purpose versus storing up things on earth where the moth will devour and rust will destroy. Maybe it's the kingdom of relationships. Man, maybe some of you, if your priority 
is the relationship that you have with your wife or your husband or the relationship that you have with your girlfriend, and it's not the kingdom of God, then that friend, that brother and sister will fall apart as well. If your priority is Jesus, if your priority is God, and if you're seeking him first, then everything else will be added to you. You don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to be single for your whole life. You seek first the kingdom of God. When you're in a relationship, when you're, when you're in a marriage, you seek first the kingdom of God. Why? Because when you do that, again, it makes you a better husband. It makes you a better wife. Even to your friends, maybe you're, oh man, I got to have all these friends and I, and I got to have all these different people to hang out with and talk to and all these things. And, and that's your priority when in all reality, when Jesus comes back, your priority was friends. And when you go to heaven, all those friends aren't going to be with you. Because if you sought first the kingdom of God, you'd understand that their souls are more important than your feelings at this moment. Seek first the kingdom of God. I understand that man, it's real quiet in here. <laughs> this is a heart check for all of us. What kingdom are you seeking? Are you seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness? All these things, you don't have to worry about all these other things. Why? Because all those other kingdoms will perish and fall away. But at the end of the day, there is only one kingdom that will be victorious. There's only one kingdom that will be here. And that's the kingdom of God fully consummated. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more heartache, no more death. All of those things. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to establish that kingdom fully. It's here right now, but not yet here fully. So are you seeking that? And that, I wanted to preach this. Why? Because this is why we're fasting and praying. To seek first the kingdom of God. You know what, what's crazy is maybe some of you, you've been like, I don't know whether to make this decision. Maybe it's a business decision. Maybe it's a relationship decision. Maybe it's something uh, re regarding like, I don't know whether I'm going to move or not. You know, whatever that is, fast and pray. Don't worry about that question. Worry about, am I seeking? Am I putting a priority on the kingdom of God? And when you do that, the answer will be revealed. That's why we're fasting and praying. To seek first the kingdom, and then we get wisdom. To seek first the kingdom, and then we get power. To seek first the kingdom, and see all that God has for us. That's why we're fasting and praying. <laughs> Seeking first the kingdom, that's why we give. Seeking first the kingdom, that's why we serve. The kingdom is so much better and so much greater than every other kingdom in the world. And when we seek his kingdom first, we don't have to worry about anything else. And so this morning, I ask the question, but in a different way. Is God's kingdom your priority?
Worship team, you can come. Is God's kingdom your priority? I feel very much so that, you know, as I look out upon all of us here today, there's some of us nodding our heads, yeah, he's a priority. But if we're actually being truthful, we would know and we would see that something else is taking the place of Jesus. We would see that our job, we would see that our family, we'd see that our relationships, we'd see that whatever it is, is taking the place of Jesus. And what I'm asking for us today is for us to reset our minds and reset our hearts to seek first the kingdom of God. We're going to do that for 21 days. Look, I'm thinking about apple pies and steak because I know I'm not going to have them. For some of you, you've never fasted before. And I'm so glad you're joining us. Some of you never have, and I would just, again, I challenge you. Maybe you're on the fence about fasting and praying. You're on the fence about joining with us. I'd really encourage you, really challenge you. Even if you've never done it before, you know, maybe it's just one day a week. Maybe it's just one meal a day, whatever that looks like. fast and pray and we seek the kingdom of God we don't seek the kingdom of hunger there's a Puritan theologian that calls fasting that, that, we're, that it's either King Jesus or King's stomach and which one is it so my challenge for us this morning is to seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Those of you joining in this fast, man, I can't wait to hear what God did at the end of January. In January, it's just the first month. We got 11 more months of God moving. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, God gave me clarity on this. God said, and you know what? Some of you, I, I'm, Look, I'm just being realistic and I'm just being honest. Maybe some of you, you've been on the fence. Am I supposed to leave Emmanuel, go somewhere else? Am I not? Whatever that looks like. Hey, look, fast and pray. Seek the Lord. God will release you or God will keep you. Seek the Lord with everything. Seek first his kingdom. Make his kingdom a priority. Because when you do that, everything else is added to it. So all we're going to do today is we're just going to spend some time in God's presence seeking his kingdom. Just going to spend some time in the presence of the Lord, just seeking 
his kingdom. We're going to go back into this song from worship. We're just going to, we're just going to worship God wherever you are. If you need to come at the altar and, and make God a priority, make God a priority. If you need to go and, and sit somewhere else, go sit somewhere else. If you need to just walk around a little bit, go walk around somewhere. I, it, whatever that is, let us be a community of believers that seek first the kingdom of God. Let us be known by God and by our community. Oh, this church, yeah, they seek the Lord. But it requires us as individuals to do it. It can't just be me. It can't just be the ministry leaders here. It can't just be the it can't just be our board members that are the ones seeking first the kingdom of God. It has to be all of us in order for God to really do some awesome incredible things. That's why we're having this fast. Because I believe 2022, it's going to be incredible what God does. It's going to be tough. Yep. But it's going to be incredible. I can't wait to see it. For you this morning, for us this morning, Let's simply, as we go back into this song, we're just going to sing this song. Asking the Lord to fall on us. Asking the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to rest on us, to rest on our lives, to, to, to be the priority. And when we do that, when we make God the priority, again, every single thing falls into place. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back into this song. I'm going to get out of the way. And the invitation is, come forward, seek the kingdom of God. Stay there, seek the kingdom of God. My expectation is for every single person in this place, if you're a believer, seek the kingdom of God in this time.